Hello beautiful souls, it's Kevin here again, the International Dragon Thunder Summit 2023 and I've got another amazing soul here that works with dragons, he's a, a dragon channel and also works with the archangels and her shamanic ancestors and she's going to be sharing with us today, so I hand you over to Therese. Thank you so much Kevin, I am super excited to be here with you all. And I just am um, feeling so much gratitude to be able to feel a part of this community of people who are interested in dragons, who are working with dragons, who just want to know about dragons and um, willing to receive um, information and wisdom and aha moments, you know, from all these amazing people who are speaking during the summit. So I wanted to start off with sharing with you how I connected with the dragons. And it has definitely been a journey. I didn't realize that the dragons were part of the energy I was connecting with the first time. So I'll preface it with that. Um, and then I'm just I'll just start kind of from the the very beginning. I am a Vietnamese, um, I am the daughter of refugee parents and I was raised very Catholic. I didn't know anything about dragons other than I was born the year of the dragon from the uh, Vietnamese zodiac. So I embraced that part, but it was still more of a mystical fairy tale like type of energy. I never thought I would be working with real dragon energy. My first encounter with just spirit was um, around sixth grade. And I woke up in the middle of the night. Um, I shared a room with my sister. And I remember just being awoken by a bright light, a beautiful, bright, white light. And I was laying down and I, I just kind of stared at it thinking, what what's going on? I wasn't scared. I was just kind of taken aback a little bit. And eventually that light turned into a silhouette that looked like the, uh, the Virgin Mary, Mother Mary, but she didn't speak to me. I didn't know that I could ask questions. I was just, I guess, in shock as to what I was seeing and why. Uh, and then, and then it went away. It never came back, so I never had any other visions or calling or pull towards uh, stepping into the spiritual realm or exploring more of that. Um, it was very much um, growing up in the Catholic faith and following the the rules and and expectations and all of that those things, which served me well um, until I became an adult uh, around my late twenties, and I started getting really curious. I mean, in grade school, we would play games like um, light as a feather, stiff as a board. We'd like, you know, turn off the lights and look in the mirror in the bathroom and try to conjure up ghosts. Um, none of that ever worked for me, by the way. It was all just fun and games. Um, but when I was in my late 20s, one of my friends had posted something on Facebook about um, a medium hosting an event at a haunted house locally where I lived. And I thought that would be so fun for Halloween. And I brought a friend with me. We came. I didn't expect 
anything that would resonate. I just thought would be like a fun, like spooky thing to do with friends. Well, when it came to my turn, he had shared with me that my grandmother from my mom's side um, wanted to come forth and speak to me. And um, in that moment, I was really focused on growing um, my business. And this this was not anything related to spirituality. It was like a a product that I was selling. And I was wanting some guidance around how to expand my reach so that I could make enough income to leave my full-time job. That was my intention. Um, however, when she came through, the messages um, that were shared with me was very um, surprising to me because um, she talked about how I was stepping into my gifts. She was talking about how my ancestors who were unable to express who they were, um, <clears throat> they're now, because I'm like the open channel, the receiving channel, I'll be um, able to now, you know, use their gifts in this lifetime. He talked about scrying. He talked about um, really, um, you know, following the light and just trusting every step that I take is going to to lead me to where I want to be. And it was all very mysterious because I didn't understand any of that. Um, and I wasn't scared. I was just baffled. I was baffled because I was thinking, well, he didn't give me any useful information on how to grow my business, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so I left and I really didn't do anything with it. But there was one thing he did tell me was that there's going to be a song and the song is by journey. It's don't stop believing. And he said, every time you hear that song, it's a sign for you to keep going to persevere, to know that you don't have to do anything to make things happen. It's just going to come to you. And he was talking about my spiritual gifts. And that in the end, he also said, you know, this isn't like to scare you or make you feel like you have like all this responsibility and this huge mission. It's just a message relayed to you from your loved ones, letting you know that they're there, they're supporting you. And when you're ready, that they'll continue to be there. And um, ever since that, that moment where he um, told me about the song, Don't Stop Believing, well, um, I'm like randomly seeing it all the time now. And he was like, okay, so he's, what did he say? He said, um, I'm trying to think of like that first moment that the song came on and things started to click, but it was like the day after I was on Facebook, I started scrolling and lo and behold, I click on a video and get, guess what's playing the song. Don't stop believing. <laughs> and there was no hints or no captions or anything on that post. And I thought, wow, well, that's pretty cool. And anyways, as I continued to live life the way I was, things within me started changing and I became a little bit more curious because again, my business wasn't growing. I thought, okay, well, I've done the strategies. I've done the methods. I've hired uh, business mentors. There must be something energetically that I'm blocking myself from receiving 
that is when I really started opening myself up to spiritual gifts, what that meant, how I could wield them to, um, you know, manifest the things that I wanted in my life. And without understanding exactly what was going to happen, it took me on this journey um, a few years later into plant medicine. Um, I trained under a mentor who began to serve plant medicine, and I was invited to a ceremony and participated. It was the most profound experience. This medicine is called Bufo. It's from the Bufo toad, and um, it secretes poison actually from its skin. But when you take small doses of that and smoke it after it's been um, dried up, uh, you basically have this spiritual experience. And I didn't understand what I was stepping into. She just told me that this is something that she would recommend and that I would only experience unconditional love. And before I went into the experience, she told me, if you want to have the full effects of the medicine, you have to surrender. And so I said, okay, you know, I'm here. I'm all in. I don't really know what full surrender means because I am a complete control freak. But as soon as I took in the plant medicine, my body just began to fall back and it was weightless. It was as if my body didn't exist anymore. And it was just, I don't know what else to call it. I want to call it my soul, but even when I say soul, I feel there's weight there. I was just nothing. I was just nothing, but I could feel, I could feel like the heat in my body. It was as if I was on fire and I was melting and I didn't understand what was going on because it was really scary for me and I'm all in my head and I remember her telling me just surrender, just surrender and I didn't know what that meant. So I just said, okay, I'm just going to breathe. I'm just going to breathe because that's the only way I know I'm going to get through this. So I started inhaling. And as I started inhaling, I couldn't stop inhaling. That's what it felt like. It just felt endless. And I thought, okay, well, I better exhale soon. So I started exhaling. And it just kind of repeated that a few times until then, like, you know, it was like I was working with the medicine at the, that point with my breath. And I started seeing all these colors and these mandalas. And it was like white and magenta and purple and yellow. I mean, all sorts of colors, rainbows. It was beautiful in designs. And I remember a voice in the pit of my stomach telling me to stick out my tongue. And I am super conservative. I'm super shy. And I was talking to that voice and I said, no, I'm not going to stick out my tongue. <laughs> and the voice was like, stick out your tongue. So then I stuck out my tongue. Like it was, it just felt like it was miles long, you know? And as soon as I stuck out my tongue, she told me to scream. She said, scream, scream for your ancestors, scream to allow the release, scream, you know, to, to, um, it, it was like a, 
um, reclamation, you know, uh, a taking back of your power, and but also a um, a rebirth. Um, that's how it felt. Um, and when I screamed, the echo was just like I would. I was gonna like shatter the entire universe. It was to me. It was so loud. It went beyond my body. It went beyond like whatever anything that I could even imagine. And I did that a couple times. The scream, and then, um, as I started coming out of it, I recall like seeing people around me who were holding the space. And seeing like just this light, like all over each individual person. And then I just burst into tears because it was true. Like it was so much unconditional love. People who had no idea who I was, who was watching and witnessing me do all these crazy, weird things. And yet they were there holding the space. And all it was, was just, I love you. I accept you, you know, no matter how you look, no matter what you do, no matter what you've done. And, um, it was, uh, such a, a, a beautiful, profound experience. And finally, when I came to, I remember looking up at the trees and the leaves, um, rattling, and even though they weren't speaking English, I knew they were speaking to me. And it was just a reassurance of, you know, who I was, why I was here, what I'm called to do. But I didn't know that part of that energy that was coming through were the dragons. Um, because the person who was telling me to stick out my tongue was um, Kalima and... Um, Kali uh, is, for those who don't know, she is a Hindu goddess of death, but not physical death. It's more like, you know, a, a transition of life, death of you know, one, one phase of life and rebirth of another. And uh, I would say now in retrospect, looking back, that would be my, would have been my first introduction to the dragon energy. But I didn't realize that at the time. And it was a is a, a wonderful experience and the medicine actually continued to work for the next few months. I would wake up <laughs> in the middle of the night having that experience. Um, and while it was very unsettling at the same time, I think it was necessary for me to get to the point where I am today because it was so uncomfortable. I had to be with that discomfort. I had to feel it. I almost had to allow it to be a part of me and then accept it. A year later, um, I started doing spiritual retreats. And um, while I connected with Kali and the the dragons, again, remember, I didn't know that the, it was the dragons at that time. Um, during the retreats, I was working with the archangels and um, my ancestors. And I wasn't sure that I could actually hold the space it was one of my very first times doing it. And I asked them to come through and and show me that support to allow me to feel it, them, allow me to sense them. And what came through during the first night when I was doing a sound bath was just this shower of light. It was, it was just shower of light all over the attendees, all over me. There was um, the retreat 
home that we were staying at had dogs and the dogs were very disruptive the entire time. But during the sound bath, they just kept quiet. They were at peace as well. It was as if the team was like, this is something for us to show you that we're real, that we're here. And, you know, like to trust, to trust that even when we don't appear to you in this way, that we're always around you. We're always available to you. We're always working with you when you're asking us to. And even when you're not, you know, like we're we're here in this space with you as well. And that then started getting me even more intrigued because to me, it was like, holy cow, you know, like what's happening? So I began to seek more spiritual mentorship from different people. And um, one of my friends and I, she and I had lunch one day, she asked if I had ever considered experiencing plant medicine or, you know, trying plant medicine. And I told her about my Bufo experience. She was like, I want to try it. So we went back to that original mentor who was serving and, um, you know, it was this time it was even more intense. It was more intense because I really felt the energy of the collective, like the collective pain and um, us taking responsibility, taking back control and realizing that our words, our actions, our thoughts have so much power and we have to be so mindful. And so I don't want to say careful, but we just have to be mindful about those types of things and how it affects um, the people, the communities and the world around us. So the second time um, when we um, took the plant medicine, it was the same type of surrender. It was the same type of heat. and. Um, this time though, I just felt like they were trying to calibrate their energy with my human body. So there was a lot of this up and down kind of movement calibration. Um, and, um, as I was, I wouldn't say I was coming out of it. It's just, as I opened my eyes to experience it with my eyes open, I began again to, become very emotional because suddenly, you know, right as I opened my eyes, there was this life review, like lifetimes and within seconds. And somehow I just knew and I started pounding my hands on the ground. And I said, you know, how did we let this world get to this point? You know, I said, why, why are we here? Why is there so much suffering? Because happiness should be our birthright. And I couldn't understand why um, so many people were in pain because I had, I was feeling, I was really connected to like the collective energy and feeling all of the suffering and knowing that we all have a responsibility for ourselves, but also for each other. And I think that's when I started understanding that phrase, like we are one, because I felt it. And um, after having that experience, oh, let me back up a little bit. Before that experience ended, the um, my mentor, she um, had played a sound bowl on my back. And as she was playing, my tongue started moving. 
And um, that's that's the second time really when I, I felt like the dragon energy was coming through and I denied it because I thought it was weird. You know, I'm like, what kind of person moves their tongue like this? <laughs> and I thought, well, it's just the medicine. It's just be doing weird things. Um, and, and it was, and, it, and th then it was over and there was a lot of kind of like big experiences with a moment of rest moment, meaning some many, many months of rest where I, I didn't really think about it. Um, and then big, big experiences with more downtime, I guess. And then the last, the third time, this was undeniable. This is when spirit was like, Hey, listen, like, you you really need to wake up to this energy, this power. Like we're gonna do something, and this time you cannot question it. You can't deny it. Like it's gonna come. It's gonna come full force. Although that's not really what they said to me. They just said something's coming. Get ready. I went to Mount Shasta for a retreat. I was facilitating with a friend, co-facilitating with a friend, and um, holding the space. I should say I was holding the space. And the first night was a sound bath. And as soon as she told me that they were going to do a sound bath, I told her, I think something's going to happen. And I don't know what it is, but something's going to happen within me. And I, I want to make sure you know that. So you can kind of keep an eye out for me because there's a, we're going to be in a room with other, like 20 other people. When we stepped into the yurt before the sound bath even started, my heart started to race. It was like pounding outside of my chest and I could not stop it. I tried to do some deep breathing. I tried to, you know, walk around and calm myself down, but the heart was racing. And I thought to myself, oh boy, what's going to happen now? You know, and as soon as the facility, the sound facilitators started drumming, I just felt this energy overcome my body. It was, it was like electricity and it was pressure and it was, a force, a force that wanted me to express something. And I was holding back because I was like, I don't want to experience this right now. I kept telling them, not right now, please. Like, can we do this later? Let's not do this right now. <laughs> but I mean, they weren't waiting. So after about five minutes, I opened my mouth and I made all these noises and sounds I never made in my life intentionally or unintentionally. I mean, it's never come out of me that way. I mean, there were hisses and clicks and um, tongue rolling. My body was convulsing. Uh, I didn't know what was going on. And my friend Amy, who was facilitating the retreat, as soon as I started making sounds, she came by and she was reassuring me. She said, it's okay. She's like, it's okay. I'm here. And then when she said that, I felt safe. And that's when I felt that it was the dragons. I was like, oh shit, there's dragons in my body right now. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, there's dragons in my body. What the heck is going on? And the thing is, Amy, she um, did a training um, to uh, help you understand what trans channeling is. And I never ever wanted or had a desire to do that. And there's other, there's many ways to channel. It's not just, um, you know, as a, as a physical channel, but you could stream channel, you can um, telepathically channel. There's lots of different ways. Um, 
But because I had taken her course, there was a trust there. There was an understanding of what was happening and what I was allowing the energies to do in my body. And while it was uncomfortable and scary, at the same time, it was like I was in awe and I was just like in a sort of like discovery mode as to, you know, what's happening, like what's going on in my brain, what's going on in my body. Like I'm also a nurse by background. So I'm thinking like also with my logical mind, like physiologically, how could this be happening? And um, it was very cool because as they were, you know, moving in my body and channeling the, the light codes through my voice, they were also channeling to Amy and telling her which chakras to open, which chakras to close. Um, and so she was able to participate in the experience as well. And as soon as I really just allowed them to, to do their work, I began to then start it. I basically started participating in the sound bath as like a dragon channel. Like I started toning with them and I started harmonizing and all these different ways that this shy girl, you know, from a, a refugee family would never do. And that was finally like the moment of truth for me that dragons are real. <laughs> Dragons are work with, working with me and there is a freaking mission right now that I need to figure out like what is it that they want and why now. And so what I discovered then was that I've always had a big mission. I just kind of forgot about it. When I interviewed for nursing school, the question was asked, why do you want to be a nurse? And I said, well, because I want to change the world. But I was 18 years old. I had this, you know, grandiose vision. I didn't really know what that meant. And I also didn't know what it meant to be a nurse. And as I started working in that career, I realized, okay, well, this isn't really the type of work I want to do to change the world, but it was a wonderful way to learn how to heal, to learn that your presence can heal people. You don't need necessarily, right, to be trained in energy healing to have a healing presence. It's just who you are. It's something that you can embody. And realizing that, you know, this is all part of my path, everything that's happened, even with the pauses in between, it was all necessary in order for me to get to this point where I can be the channel for the dragons. And and my mission is their mission. My mission is to um, bring compassion back to humanity. It is to help raise the consciousness of humanity. It is to be a part of this new earth and, and raising the next generation um, to, to allow them to um, create a golden age that will last generations and generations and generations. Um, because we are responsible for ourselves. We are responsible for the generation who will come after us. And so in order to do that, we have to be the example and we have to be the mentors and we have to do the learning, you know, the life lessons and all of the things that spirit is asking us to do. One of the things that Kevin asked me to share was 
you know, what messages do the dragons have for you? And um, as I was asking them, you know, they're, they were like, okay, well, we could give you a list of a million things or, you know, two things, like how many do you want? <laughs> um, so I wrote down a few things and I wanted to make sure I shared those with you before this ends. And it's, it's, the dragons are all about um, you being your own guru. Because while you're learning and while you're seeking knowledge, you're going to be collecting sort of like this book of wisdom. But you have to question. You can't just take it as it is. Your perspective, your energy, your gifts, your mission is going to be different from everyone else's. So what is your book of wisdom and what are your truths? If you admire someone and you really resonate with what they're sharing, that's great because I think that it is helpful to be able to, you know, have people who share the same beliefs and share the same thoughts and I I believe that sometimes people have a tendency to then believe everything that one single person says or a couple people say, and and suddenly their ideas are no longer theirs, your own, your ideas now are theirs. And that doesn't allow you to claim your power or, or claim your sovereignty. That just allows you to give your power to them because you have no say in your own truth. That's the, the, the first thing is there's no such thing as gurus. You find your own inner guru and there's lots of teachers and mentors there and you can pick and choose what it is um, that you choose to live by. The second thing is remember that we are all living different realities. So we may believe that dragons exist. We believe that dragons do exist, but there are family and friends don't, and they have a different reality. They have a different belief. And we, it is not our job to change them or convince them of anything. It is our job to love them and accept them for who they are. Because once we set expectations for how we think, what we think people should believe and what we think they should be doing, well, if we expect that from them, then why can't they expect that from us? So if you just eliminate the expectation and just simply accept and love, then it was, it's almost like you allow yourself this freedom and peace. Because again, it's not your responsibility to change people. It's just your responsibility to be you and share your own experiences, just as I'm doing with you today. The third thing, which I thought was really interesting, was the emergence of artificial intelligence. And this is where understanding your truth becomes very important. AI has become this power and technology that has been able to duplicate human faces, human voices, 
Um, but what AI doesn't have is a heart. So your heart is your power. And when you are, again, right, watching, listening, absorbing, reading, you have to listen with your heart. Is this real or is this real to me or is this not? Is this a truth I would consider or a truth that I embrace or is this not? Um, because it will, if it hasn't already at some point somewhere, get to the point where you can't tell the difference. And you'll only know if you are connected to your heart space. And the dragons are all about heart. They're all about, oh my gosh, um, expanding, feeling, communicating, um, with your heart space. Okay, the next one is as you step into the dragon energy and power and you begin to really feel what it feels like energetically, if you are somebody who is experiencing it or has experienced it in a way that I have where it's very physical and the energy is very palpable and powerful, you are always responsible for the outcome. Meaning if you're going to play with fire, you have to be responsible for whatever it touches. There's people who are experiencing dragon energy like me through plant medicine. Mine was gradual, gradual, but some people's are instant like that. And I'm gonna tell you a story of someone who came to me who took mushrooms and her intention was to see and feel all aspects of herself. So that night <laughs> the dragons came and they didn't stop <clears throat> moving in her body for three days. And she told me that she wanted to die because the energy was so strong and she couldn't stop it. So there's a couple things that you should know about this. One is that you are always in control, that you always have the power and the ability to take back your power. Um, two, be very careful about what your intentions are. Um, understand that when you take plant medicine, um, it is a way for you to surrender and remove resistance. So if you don't have someone holding that space, someone who can be there to help you through it, it can be very scary. And after this woman, very desperate to try to figure out like <clears throat> how to function as a human being after she reached out to another friend who then referred her to me, um, I started working with her and, and like the dragons, they're not evil or bad. They're dragons. Like they're not humans. You have to set the, the, ex, the boundaries. You know, what are, what can they do? What can't they do? When are you willing to work with them? You know, it's like <clears throat> relationships, right? Like putting everything on the table, letting them know, this is how I'd like to work with you. Um, but this woman didn't understand that. So she comes to my home and I'm already feeling like, like some really intense dragon energy. And as I'm working with her, I mean, her body is just moving and undulating, slithering, and she's making <clears throat> the sounds and noises from her throat. 
And I really had to help her with calibrating that energy. Like, how do we calibrate this high vibrational, fierce, fiery energy with the human body? And after about 45 minutes, we finally accomplished it. But this is this is something to share with people because I feel like more and more people are doing the psychedelics, more and more people are exploring plant medicine, not realizing and understanding what's going to happen or what could happen. And so if that is something that has happened to you or does happen to you and you can't control it, immediately find an energy healer who can assist in helping to integrate that energy and helping to align that energy to help you understand what's going on, teach you, you know, how to take back control of your body, helping you to remember that you are a freaking sovereign being, period. That's it. You're in charge, you know? Um, and then also, um, if they choose to continue to work with that energy, once it's integrated to remember, you know, what does the responsibility mean? It doesn't mean playing around and, and allowing that energy to come out so big that it starts breaking things like breaking elevators and power boxes and things like that. That's, that's not cool. It's not even funny um, because you can imagine you're affecting so many people. What if somebody's in the elevator? What if somebody, um, is, you know, requires that power um, for an, an important life event. Um, so there's so much that is affected when you're working with this energy and you don't know what you're doing. Um, that, that is a, like a very clear piece of information that the dragons want people to know. Like, it's not something that you mess around with. Like if you're going to work with dragon energy, then understand the responsibility that you have. Now, the other thing that I wanted to share was um, the experiences that people are having, the physical experiences that people are having when they are in healing sessions and working with dragons. So if you come to me, for example, I work with the dragons. So you're going to be experiencing like fire. Your, your, your body is going to like, feel like it's on fire and your body also if you're in full surrender if you like you are allowing yourself to experience be in that experience it will also start to move um in different ways whether it's serpent like you know like a snake sideways or up and down um your hands will move your 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 head will everything moves and that is just an introduction to the type of energy that you hold. If you have that experience, my advice would be to embrace it because it is such a powerful gift. It's such a powerful gift. And also it's your choice whether or not you'd like to use it for humanity. I feel like Kevin having you um, invite um, people who are working with dragons and also allowing people to hear about the different experiences the different ways we work with the dragons helps people to understand that um, it doesn't have to be like the way I work with them you know it could be in a completely different way um, than 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 me obviously in many different ways actually so I know that was a lot and I um feel like 
those were the main points I wanted to make, but I also just wanted to end it with a um, dragon healing session for everyone. And I'm gonna set up my audio so that I can play the drum because the drum is a wonderful way for um, the dragons to come through. Kevin, if you could just give me a thumbs up if you can hear. Um... Can you hear this? Okay. All right. So what am I gonna be doing for the next seven, five to seven minutes or so is channeling the dragons. And the way they come through me is vocally. Um, and so I'll be um, moving uh, in different ways, but also you're, you'll hear my voice uh, express different sounds. Um, and then I'll be playing the bowls and the drum just because um, they, they just love the vibration. And so if you are inviting your dragons to come in, this will help to allow that energy to flow around and within you a little bit better just to open up the pathways um, to clear any blocks that are um, appropriate right now to be removed and to allow you to experience the magic of the dragons. So go ahead and just close your eyes and take some breaths. ancestors and anyone else who would like to come through holding a space of peace healing compassion and love deep breath in
Take one deep breath. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. I hope that you were able to experience the loving and powerful energy of these dragons. As a thank you for attending, I would love to offer you a free dragon healing session. It's virtual and the dates are July 9th, 10th, and 11th. That's a Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Um, the times are currently in Central. However, I have uh, try to accommodate all time zones so that if you are able to come to at least one of those to experience the magic and the healing of the dragons, I would just love to have you there. If there's a time that just does not allow you to be able to attend, I'm happy to offer you a, a recording of the dragon healing so that you can uh, take advantage of that whenever and um, at any place at any time. So thank you. <laughs> so thank you so much, Kevin, for allowing me to be able to share uh, my experience, um, the way I work with my dragons, and also um, be able to share um, the dragon energy and channeling the way that I do. Well, that was, um, that was divine, delicious, powerful, strong, informative. Good. I'm so glad. Before, I, I will before, say that's the first time I've ever allowed myself to do it that fully. I just figured if they're all dragon people, then they'll understand. No one's going to get freaked out by it. Exactly. That that was uh, the my whole body was was on was literally on fire and fizzing, and and this big red dragon came in like a big grandfather dragon was just there looking at me with this divine love, and I, I, I left my body as like. Wow. Oh my gosh. That was that was that was gorgeous and then my tongue in my mouth was going Bleh. i was like oh it's doing it it's doing it. what's going on and then my throat my throat was felt really strange as well yeah oh wow that was all shasta like it was just like this and and ever since then it's like almost like i opened up the gifts and i didn't have to relearn it's like i didn't have to relearn yeah. you know it was just like this and um it's been a blessing since I've been opening myself or allowing myself to be more visible about it. Um, and yeah. again, I, I just can't express enough to you my gratitude to you uh, because I would still be so much in fear and so much more in hiding without being able to see that there's other people, you know, who work with dragons in this spiritual capacity. Um and it's it's been um i don't know an eye-opening experience for me as well so thank you you're most welcome thank you very much i think people are going to absolutely love love you and love what you've offered before you came on i always sort of tap into people's energy and and, and it was i got a 555 coming and, and it said uh adventure and then all of your whole beginning was all about the adventure of you and then it was about liveliness, which was you were just completely lively, which was beautiful. And then and then freedom. And you talked about freedom. And I was like, oh, I just love it when you they tell you what the person's going to be like and what they're going to say. And, and then so good. Yeah. Synchronicities so good. just don't exist anymore. This is just the truth. <laughs> just yeah, like, yes. Forget the word synchronicity. It's just they're just telling you the truth and, and they're arranging it. 
Yeah. Right, right, exactly, exactly. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very, very, very much for your time. Thank you for that amazing energy. Uh, um, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go and sit in nature and absorb it for a while, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Maybe you're going to be doing the tongue thing too. You know? this, this morning's person said to me that my throat was stuck and that I had a uh, dragon light language trying to come out and that I should go and play my drum. And, uh, I, and while you were doing it, I was like, oh, yeah, it feels a bit like it's unthreatened. Yeah, it's, it's getting looser. So I've promised that I'm going to go to Dartmoor where there's a stone circle where my, my dragon journeys are. And uh, I'm going to sit there with my drum and, and see what comes, you know. There's no one else there. There's a few army hike past, but it'd just be me. So I won't have to worry about them thinking I'm a nutter or what I'm doing. Exactly. <laughs> and if they do, who cares? <laughs> They're on a mission somewhere else. I, I literally have to go in my closet sometimes to try. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's it's all good. Yeah. And I think this is the whole point of this. The dragons are saying, come out of your closets, everyone. It's time to stand up. Yeah. You know, you're, you're safe. There's, there's enough of you. Yeah. You know, Awesome. <laughs> Thank Beautiful. You. Thank you very much for your time. Have an amazing day. You too. We'll I'll see be you. seeing you around. Okay. Bye, Kevin.